This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Curious Plot, a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more online at curiousplot.agency. Good Wednesday afternoon, I'm Hannah Pegel. The Department of Agriculture has announced new investments to expand meat processing capacity. Spencer Chase has the latest. More than $223 million in USDA funding is headed to expand small to mid-sized meat processing capacity across the country. USDA announced the allocations Wednesday through three programs that are distributing grants and loans aimed to help stand up a more diversified processing system following the breakdowns of the meat supply chain during the COVID-19 pandemic. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says the funding will be distributed quickly, but the impacts could take a little longer to be felt for producers and consumers looking for relief. Well, each of these projects is in different uh, at a different stage. There are some projects that are uh, that are very far along in terms of design, uh, engineering, uh, contracting, and maybe even uh, the beginning of uh, of construction. So to the extent that those projects would be completed in a relatively short period of time, that should help uh, regionally. One thing that will benefit the smaller facilities is a smaller labor pool required to keep them operational. Several of the nation's largest meatpacking facilities have been running into labor challenges, something Vilsack says he didn't expect to see for facilities needing a smaller workforce. just don't anticipate as great a challenge on the workforce side as I would if we were talking about, you know, 20-some very, very large production facilities. More funding is expected to be announced later this year or in early 2023. You can read more about the announcement in our coverage on agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase. USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service is making $30 million available through the American Rescue Plan to protect animals from the virus that caused the COVID-19 pandemic. This funding is part of a strategy to build an early warning system to potentially prevent or limit the next zoonotic disease outbreak or global pandemic. APHIS is specifically targeting projects that will address gaps in surveillance for COVID in animals, determine exposure of target animal species to the virus, help to determine the potential roles of transmission in animals, develop strategies and rapidly detect and characterize new COVID variants, and develop prevention and intervention strategies. $5 million will be specifically designated to tribes and tribal organizations. General applications will be accepted until January 15th, and tribal organizations will have until January 31st to apply. Food inflation has had a psychological effect on consumers' purchasing decisions. Matthew Berry is the Insights Manager at Euromonitor International. Speaking on a webinar today, Barry says consumers have been shocked by food inflation because historically they have not experienced price rises so quickly. Overall, food is very cheap in the United States in a really remarkable historical sense. We see even other developed countries there, uh, this is not the case. Look at Germany, France, Italy, about twice as much income goes to food. To say nothing of places like Mexico, where you see about 26% of your expenditure goes to basic food and beverage products. So the average American consumer is not used to food being a huge burden on their overall budget. Barry says there are two effects of inflation. 
the raw economic effect, and the psychological effect, which is how inflation personally impacts a consumer's buying decisions. Most people have their own inflation rates in their head, which are based, yes, partially on, you know, the news and things like that, but also based on more important things to them. Like, what do they buy? If you look at the economic literature, you find that a couple of things give people distorted views of the inflation rate. Most First of which is frequency of purchase, which makes sense, right? If I go to the grocery store, I don't care about grocery inflation as such. I care about the cost of stuff on my list. Other stuff is irrelevant to me. Barry says consumers are more likely to remember positive price increases than they are decreasing price changes. If I'm at the store and I buy 20 things and everything stays the same in price except for, let's say, eggs went up 20%, um, that's going to grate at me. That's what I'm going to walk out remembering is, man, those eggs got really expensive. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse update is brought to you by Curious Plots a full-service marketing, communications, and consulting agency driven to find what's next for food and agriculture clients. Learn more at CuriousPlot.agency. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit AgriPulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Peigel.